16 كورنثوس الاولى والاصحاح 16 and let's go ahead and read from the beginning of the chapter to verse 14 from verse 1 to verse 14 let's read one verse each we'll begin with sister Renee and with verse 1 please now concerning the collection for the saints as I have given order to the churches of Galatia even so do ye But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Verse 9. For a great door and the effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Ashra? Yes. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him towards in peace. He may come unto me, for I look for him with the bread. As touching our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time. But he will come when he shall have convenient time. Be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like men. All right, thank you very much. Paul the Apostle, writing to the Church of Corinth, remember where he was writing from. It is mentioned very clearly in verse 8, I will tarry at Ephesus. So, from Ephesus, writing to Corinth. Ephesus in the western part of what we call today Turkey, and that western part uh, of uh, Turkey in that time was called Asia Minor, Asya Sugra. And Corinth in the southern part of uh, Greece, Bijanubil Yunan, Greece uh, is divided, or at least was divided in biblical times, north part of Greece, Macedonia, Makdonia, southern part of Greece, Achaia, Achaia. And so, from Ephesus, writing to Corinth, writing to uh, Corinth, uh, he says in verse 9 that uh, I will tarry, excuse me, in verse 8, I'll tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Why? Not because uh, he's having a, a nice vacation uh, in Ephesus and he wants to prolong it uh, uh, to stay there 
for a lengthy period of time in ease and comfort. Now the Bible says, come into uh, a desert place and rest for a while. The Lord Jesus did say that to his disciples. And uh, so I'm not saying that there is no such thing as rest time. In fact, uh, the, in fact uh, the, the seventh day, and, and as we understand uh, things in our time, the day uh, when we meet to worship the Lord is also a day of rest for man. Uh, is also a day of rest for man. Nevertheless, I tarry at Ephesus because there is an opportunity for ministry, because a great door is opened unto me, an effective door, a door for effective service. At the same time, there are many enemies. Remember, uh, chapter 19 of the book of Acts is the chapter that tells us in a particular way about the city of Ephesus and the ministry of Paul in Ephesus on his third missionary journey. And there were those who did not believe among the Jews, and they uh, spoke evil of the faith before the multitude. This is Acts chapter 19 and verses 8 and 9. There were Jewish exorcists, ناس مهتمين بالمديني وبأعداد عظيمة بأمور سحر يلي هي أمور شريرة people interested in magic and in the occult in great numbers in the city Demetrius and the silversmiths Demetrius والحدادين اللي كانوا يشتغلوا شغل الفضة ويعملوا أصنام صغيرة لديانا إلهة الأفسوسيين So Many adversaries, uh, many uh, uh, enemies. And Paul said uh, uh, in chapter 15 and verse uh, 32 of 1 Corinthians, uh, he said, it is uh, as if I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. Uh, it is as if, we understand it to be figurative uh, language. It is as if I have fought with beasts at uh, uh, Ephesus. Also at the beginning of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, when we came, uh, we would not have you, brethren, ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. We were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. So there were indeed many enemies. Much hostility, a good deal of uh, opposition. A great door, a wide open door for effective ministry, and at the same time, many uh, enemies, many uh, enemies. Uh, look with me at some verses related to the presence of enmity, hostility, opposition to the message of the Lord. Let's begin with uh, Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, and let's read there two verses. First of all, verse 7 Hearken unto me, Isaiah 51, 7, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law, fear not the reproach of men, neither be afraid of their revilings. Isaiah 51 and verse 12, I, even I, am he who comforts you, who art thou that thou shouldst be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the Son of Man who shall be made like 
grass. Uh, the book of Luke, chapter 21. The Lord Jesus speaking to the disciples. Chapter 21 and verses 12 and 13. But before all these, that is before the signs and events of the end times, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. The book of Acts. Several waves of persecution we could refer to that are mentioned there, but let's just read from Acts chapter 4. And beginning with verse 24, When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, who hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all in the midst, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the nations rage and the peoples imagine vain things? Psalm 2. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the nations and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel determined beforehand to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28, passages that speak about opposition and enmity. Philippians 1, 28, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Philippians chapter three, eight, uh, chapter 3 and verse 18 mentions the enemies of the cross of Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 2 uh, says, uh, After we had suffered before and were shamefully treated, as you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much uh, contention. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, Thessalonikitani, Sahatleti, Uladad Wahad Uthnein. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men, uh, for not all men, have uh, faith. Uh, have faith. Uh, there are many enemies. Of course, there is one great uh, uh, enemy, uh, be sober, be vigilant, your adversary, the devil, uh, uh, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may... Uh, the Bible mentions enemies, uh, many passages. Um, Deuteronomy 33 says that he will thrust out the enemy from before them. سيطرد العدو من أمامهم Isaiah 59 and verse 19 says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. يدخل العدو كالفيضان لكن روح الرب بيتصرف. 
Micah chapter 7 and verse 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, when I fall. مَا تفرح because I will arise uh, when I sit in darkness the Lord will be a light unto me remember the parable of the wheat and the tares uh, what happened the enemy came and he sowed tares the Lord Jesus told his disciples, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And in First Corinthians chapter 15, uh, he will reign and all enemies will be put under his feet. هو سيملك وكل أعداءه سيكون موطئا لقدميه لقدميه. The Bible says uh, that we should not be overcome with evil. That we should overcome evil with uh, good. Uh, with good. There is a great door for effective service, and with that, there are many uh, enemies. Verse 10, if Timothy come, see that he is with you without fear. He works the work of the Lord as also I do. So, Timothy coming to the city of Corinth, to the church uh, of Corinth. Let's go back to Acts chapter 19. Remember, that's the chapter of Ephesus. That's the chapter that tells us what Paul was doing in Ephesus, and that's when 1 Corinthians was written. Acts chapter 19, and look at verse 22 of the chapter. So he sent into Macedonia two of those that ministered unto him, Timothy and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a season. Now it says that he sent them into Macedonia. It is possible that from Macedonia they were to go further south in Greece, reaching the southern part, Achaia, and that's where Corinth was located. That's a bit of uh, speculation there. It says he sent them into Macedonia, but it is possible, and I think likely, that from Macedonia they were supposed to go on to southern Greece, including uh, Corinth. Timothy and uh, Erastus. Uh, one of the things about Erastus is that he is mentioned in association with the city of Corinth. This is one of the things that points to the possibility Timothy and Erastus, Macedonia, yes, first, but then on to the southern part of Greece, Greece and Corinth. Look at Romans 16 and verse 23. Romans 16 and verse 23, uh, Gaius, my host, and of the whole church, greets you, and Erastus, the chamberlain of the city. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city. Now, the city uh, in Romans chapter 16, the city is likely the city of Corinth. And so there is an association of Erastus with Corinth. Also, 2 Timothy chapter 4 
and verse 20, Timotheus Antanius 24, the Bible says, Erastus abode at Corinth. So, Timothy and Erastus were sent into Macedonia, uh, likely continuing from Macedonia into the southern part of Greece. Uh, it fits with uh, a number of things that we see uh, elsewhere. Now go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and uh, we read there about Timothy, and about Timothy being sent. So it's not the first time that this is mentioned in the letter. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 17. For this cause have I sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which are in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. I have sent unto you uh, Timothy. Now, some might wonder, if Timothy has been sent, then why does Paul say in 1 Corinthians 16.10, what does he say if Timothy comes? as if there is uncertainty uh, about uh, it. Well, first of all, if Timothy comes, could also be translated, is rendered in some uh, translations, when Timothy comes. Uh, if there is uncertainty, it's the kind of uncertainty that was associated with travel plans in that time. I mean, in this day and time, uh, still, uh, one cannot say about such things, I know for sure, and that's what the book of James teaches us, chapter 4. But uh, travel was less certain in that time, uh, in, uh, uh, in that time. And so it's actually a common thing uh, for travel plans to be mentioned with this little uh, element of uncertainty. Look at uh, a couple of examples uh, Philippians 2 and verse 19, Philippians 2 and verse 19, um, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may know of, uh, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. I trust. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. So to say I hope or I trust when there are uh, travel uh, plans is just expressing that uh, things are not absolutely uh, certain. Uh, not everything is in Paul's hand uh, to determine and decide uh, in an absolute uh, way. Uh, I uh, am sending Timothy, if he comes, uh, see to it that he will be among you without fear. Let him be with you uh, in a comfortable situation. Let him be at ease. Let him be uh, at ease. Uh, perhaps the Corinthians would not be happy upon receiving this letter, this letter of 1 Corinthians. After all, it contains a good deal of rebuke, 
a good deal of uh, correction. الرسالة تحتوي على توبيخ وعلى تصحيح لأمور عديدة كانوا هني مخطئين فيها. And people do not always receive rebuke in the uh, right uh, way. Uh, the book of Proverbs uh, says, uh, it is a blessing when there is what? A wise reprover and a hearing ear. Baraki, lama yikun fi muwabbikh hakim wa uzun saghiya. And uh, so we have reason to think of Paul as a wise reprover, but would there be a hearing ear? هل رح تكون الأذان صاغي أو هل رح يكون في تجاوب سلبي Might there be a negative response Might they be upset with Paul Angry at him Unhappy with what he said And therefore unhappy with Timothy Who was sent by Paul Who was sent by Paul The Corinthians were not an easy group to deal with. They were not an easy uh, group of people to have dealings with. Look at some of the things that he mentions, Paul mentions in his second letter, Second uh, Corinthians, chapter 10 and verse 10. For his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful. Oh yes, he writes well, but his bodily presence is weak. And his speech is contemptible. <laughs> yes, he writes well. But if you see him in person, if you hear him speak, Second <laughs> uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and verses 6 and 7. Uh, Though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense? in abasing myself, so that you might be exalted, because I preach to you the gospel of God freely. Remember that when he was among them, he worked to support himself. And somehow, somehow, they ended up being critical of him for doing things in that way. Usually someone might say, look, he is sacrificially bearing the, the, uh, the responsibility of sustaining himself, even though he's working among them and laboring among them and deserves to be compensated for his labors. But actually, they managed somehow to think of it the other way. And this is what we saw specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And so they were critical of him for the fact that when he was among them, he supported himself. Uh, he uh, supported himself through his uh, uh, labors. Uh, through his uh, labors. Second Corinthians chapter 12, uh, he says, I have become a fool in glorying. Second Corinthians 12 and verse 11. You've compelled me. I've had to defend myself. I've had to say, I am an apostle and I have uh, uh, done so many things for the Lord and I have served faithfully and it sounds like I am a fool 
who is boasting. Because you should have said these things instead of me saying them. بدل ما أنا أتكلم عن الأشياء يلي خدمت فيها وضحيت فيها وأطلع أنا مثل مثل شخص غبي عم عم يفتخر كان مفروض أنتوا تقولوا هالأشياء مش أنا مضطر إنه دافع عن نفسي وبين كأنه كأنه أنا عم بفتخر. Second Corinthians also verse twelve chapter twelve and verse twenty one. Uh, and lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, uh, uh, and that I shall bewail many who have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have uh, committed. Uh, going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, remember we just read from there concerning the visit of Timothy. Now look what Paul says in chapter 4 right after, right after he speaks of the visit of Timothy. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4:17, I've sent Timothy unto you, and he'll remind you uh, of my ways in Christ, the things that I teach, not just in your church, but every church. Then, some are puffed up. If you look at modern translations, the word that is most commonly used across many translations, some of you are arrogant. Some of you are uh, arrogant, as though I would not come uh, to you. But I will come, if the Lord will, and will know not what they say, not the speech of them who are puffed up, but the power. Because the kingdom of God is not in word, Talk is cheap, <laughs> uh, but in power. What will ye, that I come to you with a rod, or in love, and in the spirit of uh, meekness? Uh, so, again, not an easy group of people to deal with. So when Timothy comes, when Timothy uh, comes, uh, don't create problems for him. You know, people sometimes use this phrase. Uh, try to be a part of the solution rather than being a part of the problem. حاول إنه تكون جزء من الحل بدل ما تكون جزء من المشكلة. بدل ما تكون جزء من المشكلة. See that he is uh, at, uh, at, uh, at ease. بدل ما يكون تيموثاوس قاعد بكورنثوس وعم بيقول من اي اتجاه رح يجي البوكس التالي where is the next blow going to come from from which direction some people here and there say that Timothy might have had a tendency to be sensitive or timid or fearful I don't think that this is a uh, fair assessment. The Bible says, for instance, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of, of a sound mind. The Rabb lam yatina ruh shu ruh al fashal or al khawf, lakin al quwa wal mahabba wal nusah. This is Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven. And so some people come along and say, well, Tim Paul said that to Timothy because Timothy was fearful. The Lord told Paul in the dream when he was in Corinth, don't be afraid. Everyone is fearful to some extent. And the statement, I don't think, of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 can be understood 
necessarily to imply that Timothy was particularly fearful and also that he was lacking in love and lacking in a sound mind and uh, lacking uh, in, uh, in power. Thou therefore be strong in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus. Oh, that means that he was weak. I don't think that you can say that. The Bible says to every believer be strong. And the truth is that every believer is weak. And in a time of persecution and difficulty, when you come to someone and say be strong, you're not necessarily rebuking him as much as you may be encouraging him. And you would say it to many, many people. And so, this idea that some people have, that Timothy was a little bit shy and retiring, uh, a little bit shy and retiring, let no man despise thy youth. Some people, yes, did despise his youth. All right? But that was what people, that was what people uh, did. Uh, So, Uh, So, I don't think this verse is telling us about Timothy, that you have to be, you know, a little bit careful with him and and nice and kind to him because he might be upset. I think it's telling us more about the Corinthians, that they are a bunch of uh, people who could, at certain times, be very difficult to deal with. I'm sending Timothy. I want you... Uh, to so conduct yourself that his presence among you will be comfortable, that he will be uh, at uh, ease. Uh, uh, at ease. What we know of Timothy, uh, we already read chapter 4 and verse 17. He's faithful, he's my son in the faith, uh, 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 my beloved son. Uh, he will put you in remembrance of my ways. He's also spoken of, Uh, In Philippians chapter 2, let's read in Philippians 2 and beginning with verse 19. Philippians, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father he has served with me in the gospel. So we have every reason to think of Timothy as someone who was faithful, someone uh, who was a servant of the Lord, uh, someone uh, who didn't need to be treated with kid gloves. I think this is really about the Corinthians. It's not about any particular need that Timothy, uh, that Timothy uh, has. Uh, Timothy does the work of the Lord uh, even as I do. And he's had to tell them, remind them. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 1. Am I not an apostle? Am I not uh, an apostle? Are you not my work in the Lord? Uh, end of chapter 14. Uh, what did he uh, tell them? Verses 36 and 37. What? Did the word of God come out of you only? Or did it come unto you only? If any man thinks that he is a prophet, if any man thinks that he is spiritual, then you need to acknowledge, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments 
of the Lord. So I'm sending Timothy uh, uh, to you uh, not because he's my personal representative uh, and is going to ask you to do what? To build a great statue to me and bow down and worship it. I'm sending Timothy to you because he does the work of the Lord as I do. Uh, let no man therefore despise him. Let no man therefore uh, uh, despise him. Remember that this was a group of people who were suing each other before the courts. Before uh, uh, the courts. So, I mean, it's one thing to say, Sister Renee might not like my tie, and I might not like her jacket. All right? What about if you knew that I had a lawsuit against her in the courts, and she had a lawsuit against me in the courts? Uh, in the courts. This is what was going on. So, I mean, the, 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 the church at Corinth, in some sense, they were experiencing, what shall we call it, civil war. <laughs> uh, uh, civil war. Uh, also, there was, uh, 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 among other things, uh, the matter of some despising others in association, remember, with the Lord's Supper, First uh, Corinthians chapter 11. Um, <clears throat> And verses 21 and 22, In eating, everyone takes before the other his own supper. One is hungry, the other is drunk. What do you have? Do you have no houses to eat or drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. We looked at that passage, and one of the things that he seems to be speaking of is people who are well-off, people who are rich, despising those who are less well-off, those who are uh, poor. And so there was a good deal of uh, despising taking place in the church of Corinth, which, of course, uh, should not have been uh, uh, the case. And uh, Paul was saying, when I send Timothy to you, I don't want you to, to, to despise him. I don't want you to uh, uh, despise uh, him. Uh, uh, when he uh, comes, uh, it says in, at the beginning of verse 10, and at the beginning of verse 11, let no man uh, despise him. Now, Timothy has been sent, and this letter has been sent. And the letter says, uh, now if Timothy come. And uh, Paul is in Ephesus. Timothy and Erastus have been sent into Macedonia. Later on, they would go south in Greece and reach Corinth. The letter, it seems, would reach Corinth before Timothy reached Corinth. Before Timothy reached Corinth. Now, how did the letter reach Corinth? We're not sure. We're not sure. But look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 17. Look at chapter 16 and verse 17. I'm glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus. 
for that which they which was lacking on your part they have supplied for they have refreshed my spirit and yours therefore acknowledge them that are such these three individuals Stephanus Fortunatus Achaicus apparently came from Corinth to Ephesus and they might have had a gift with them Likely, they had a letter with them that contained questions we've seen at various points. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, now concerning the things that you've written unto me. So these people probably bore a letter from the church in Corinth to Paul, asking him about certain subjects. And 1 Corinthians includes a response regarding those subjects and also other things that Paul felt that he needed to address. Now, it seems, therefore, natural, likely, it seems, therefore, quite possible that Paul wrote this letter, put it in the hands of these three individuals, Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus, and they carried it back to, Ephesus, uh, to Corinth, from Ephesus, which meant that it went, so to speak, direct. It went direct from Ephesus to Corinth, while Timothy was going through Macedonia and then after that was going to go south and come to Corinth. So, this, the, the, the picture is that the letter is sent, so to speak, in a direct, fast way and Timothy is coming in a roundabout way and the letter will reach them first. They'll have the letter and the letter says, now, if Timothy come, then treat him in this particular way. And when they read that, when they read it, Timothy was still on his way, had not yet arrived in Corinth. That all seems to uh, come together uh, in, a, uh, in a sensible uh, uh, picture. Timothy is coming he is on his way. Uh, do not uh, despise him. Remember what the prophet said of old to Eli. To Eli, First Samuel chapter twenty and verse uh, chapter two and verse thirty. They that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me, I will lightly esteem. من يكرمني أكرمه من يكرمني أكرمه الكتاب المقدس بيقول ومن يحتقرني يصغر يصغر do not despise in Malachi chapter 1 let's turn there the Lord speaks of the priests who despise his name Malachi Chapter 1 and, uh, and verse 6. A son honors his father, a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, who despise my name. And then they ask, how have we despised your name? In what way? Uh, and he says, you offer polluted bread upon my altar. You offer the lame and the sick as a sacrifice, and if you were to offer them to the governor as a gift, he would not accept them. Uh, 
uh, he would not accept them. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, take heed that you do not despise any of these little ones. Why? Because in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father. Uh, um, he that despises, the Bible says, despises not man, but God. هذه الرسالة لا يحتقر إنسان بل يحتقر الله يلي هو أعطى هذه الرسالة 1 Thessalonians 5.20 Despise not the prophesyings لا تحتقر النبوات Do not despise what is said in uh, God's uh, name Let no man despise him Could Timothy be despised? The Lord Jesus was despised and rejected of men محتقر ومرفوض من الناس إشعية ثلاثة وخمسين. So don't despise him, but rather conduct him forth in peace. In peace. Now this is a common expression of that time. Go in peace. إذهب بسلام. You can find it in the Old Testament in several places. Uh, the father-in-law of Moses. When Moses was going to Egypt, uh, told him, go in peace. Jonathan said to David, go in peace. Elisha said to Naaman, uh, go uh, in uh, peace. Uh, it is mentioned as well, this uh, uh, phrase in the book of Acts, uh, in Acts 15 and in Acts uh, uh, 16. Uh, uh, conduct him forth in uh, peace. Send him on his way uh, in peace. Uh, in peace in the sense that you haven't uh, been shooting at him <laughs> and, uh, 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 and stabbing him and, and opposing him, but also, also send him forth in peace in the sense that the Corinthian believers needed to be at peace among themselves. When they sent him forth, they might have been nice and kind to him in some sense, but not listen to what he said and not listen to what the letter said and continue to be what? To be shooting at each other uh, uh, from uh, one side to the other. I'm talking as if they had, you know, the same kind of configuration <laughs> uh, that, uh, um, that uh, we are familiar with. Uh, and they could, you know, tell him, all right, thank you very much, and we want you to go back to Paul, and we want you to convey our greetings uh, to him and our appreciation for his ministry, but they're still at war with each other. In which case, they would not be sending him forth in peace. So the peace over here uh, is a peace with regard to uh, Timothy, but also a peace with regard to uh, each other. Uh, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11. Uh, towards the very, very end of 2 Corinthians. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. Live uh, uh, in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you and greet one another with, uh, uh, with a holy kiss. In other words, be moved with what? With affection towards another. 
one towards another. Live in peace, uh, and the God of love and peace will be uh, uh, with you. So don't despise Timothy. Conduct him forth in peace, peace with him, and peace uh, uh, among yourselves, and peace among yourselves, that he might come uh, unto uh, me, that he might come unto me. Look, I'm not sending you Timothy because he's this useless person and you can keep him there as long as you want because I don't need him. All right? I'm sending you Timothy, and in some sense he's saying, uh, praising him uh, in various ways, and we've seen what is said of him uh, in chapter 4 and also Philippians chapter 2. And he's saying that I'm, I'm expecting Timothy to come back. I want you to benefit from his presence with you but at the same time, I don't want him to sink into a swamp called Corinth and never to be seen again. <laughs> I want him. I want him back. Uh, I want. I want him back. I'm looking uh, for him to return. It's interesting uh, when uh, Nehemiah spoke to the king uh, in Nehemiah chapter two and told him, Jerusalem, and the walls are burnt with fire, and uh, 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 the walls are broken down, the gates burned with fire. And the king told him, what do you need? And one of the things, one of the other things that the king told him was, and, and how long will this take, and when will you come back? And when will you come back? The king wanted him back, <laughs> because he was a, a valuable person in terms of his service to the king, in terms of his presence, and in terms of his function, what the things that he did uh, in the court of the uh, uh, king. Uh, so, uh, I want you to be at peace with each other, and at peace with him, not despising, but rather respecting him for the sake of the message which he bears, which is my message, uh, which is uh, my message, which is the Lord's message, uh, the Lord's message. I want you uh, to have respect for this. I want you to uh, uh, make sure that he's at ease. I want things to calm down in some sense. No more of this, I'm of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of uh, Peter and all of that that was mentioned in chapter 1, uh, in chapter 1. And I look for him uh, to uh, return uh, to uh, uh, to return uh, with the uh, with the brethren uh, with the uh, with the brethren. Uh, Timothy is going, and he's going to serve. And I want you to have a respect for him as someone who serves as someone who serves, as someone who bears a, a message from uh, the Lord, from, uh, from the Lord, as someone who's coming to, to help you, to be a blessing to you, to be a blessing to you, and I look for him to have a ministry among you and to be coming back.
and to be uh, coming back. We could look at so many uh, places. We've already seen uh, 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 a number of them where Paul sends Timothy here, and he sends Timothy here, and he sends Timothy here, and there are others that he sends. I mean, he was sending people to places where there were needs, and this was a place where there was a need. But, but hopefully they would, they would grow so that this need would not be the same kind of need. We're always in need in one sense or the other. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I couldn't give you meat. What the, that's what he said in chapter uh, uh, 3, because, because you're carnal. So Timothy is coming to help you benefit from that help and respond to his presence and help him on his uh, uh, on his way. What does uh, what does it say in Hebrews chapter uh, thirteen? Uh, it says uh, in verse uh, seven. Um, uh, remember those who have the rule uh, over uh, you, uh, who have spoken unto you. The word of God. Follow their faith. Verse 17, also of Hebrews 13. Obey them who have the rule over you and submit uh, yourselves. They watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the church at Corinth, for all that you had done in their midst, for uh, all the working uh, of your spirit, and uh, for all the gifts and talents and abilities which you had bestowed upon them. We thank you for your servant Paul, for the open door that he, uh, that he uh, was then uh, dealing with, uh, in Ephesus, and we ask that you would help us to realize that there will be those who oppose if we want to live faithfully for you. We thank you for Timothy and his willingness uh, to go. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to go with your word, to go and be a blessing unto uh, others. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to hold uh, in high regard those who serve and uh, to be at peace among ourselves even as your word teaches. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.